Good afternoon. This is Quintus Curtius, and uh, welcome back to the podcast here at uh, Fortress of the Mind. And in this podcast, I'm going to deal with a subject that is related to an email I received two days ago that probably is the most serious and most heartfelt email that I think I've ever received. Very, very good email with a very, very good question. And I thought that this question deserved its own broadcast. So I'm going to do that here. I'm going to read most of his email. I'll leave out a few of the more graphic details, but you'll get the general idea of what we're talking about here as we go through it. But the question involves whether a young man should extend forgiveness to an abusive father who basically abandoned him and physically abused him and his family for many years. And he's struggling with this very, very serious question. And, you know, I really admire this guy. I really admire the fact that he had the sense of balance and groundedness to even write me this email in a very responsible, a very respectful, a very um, mature way. So that you you know right away that this guy is not just making this up or he's not just exaggerating it. You know that this is this is a very heartfelt email. So I'm going to read parts of it without really going into some of the more graphic details, which I don't think we really need to do. But let's let's do that right now and then see where we can go from there. He says, uh, good afternoon, Quintus. Hope you're doing well. I just wanted to start this email by saying thank you for your work. Your books and podcasts have been daily tools I've used to better equip myself for life. Thank, Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. My question, he says, my question is in regards to forgiveness. At the age of 10, my father disappeared. I am now in my late 20s. At the time, he was spending weekends with me and my brother as my father and mother had split up, and that was the last I heard of him until about a year ago when he reached out to me and my brother to tell us on Facebook that he had been diagnosed with cancer and would be dead within a few years and wanted to get to know his sons. Now, the writer here says that his brother took him up on this opportunity and has met with him and is trying to form a relationship. But my uh, my emailer here says that he has not been in contact with his, his father. He says he's he's been in, in and out of prison in a mental hospital for most of his life, and I, for one, can see no good coming out of trying to build a relationship with my uh, my biological father. And uh, he's, he's very frank. He says, frankly, I have a strong, a very strong hatred for him. And he documents here, he describes incidents when he was a young boy that he'd uh, go to visit him on weekends and come back with bruises and even a cigarette burn, which his father said was a, quote, accident. And he said also that there were, when he was growing up, there were instances where the this father would break into the house and steal electronic items, television, fridge, cooker, beds, and um, and uh, 
you know, do other do other abusive and disrespectful things to, towards or serious things, not just imaginary stuff, but serious, serious stuff. Okay. So he says he's been asking friends and family for advice, but they always say to speak with him as I will never have a chance in a few years. I have also looked to the Stoics for advice, but on this I am struggling to heed this advice. I would really appreciate your advice on my situation. Thank you. All right. So clearly here we have a very, very situa very serious situation. Okay, this is a real problem, not an imaginary problem like so many people have now where, you know, I don't know where to buy my lactose intolerant milk from and things like that. This is a serious issue. And it's a very important one because it involves forgiveness, whether he should extend it or not. And let me let me start by saying that I think there are two schools of thought. There are two approaches to this. There's one approach that says, there's one approach that says a man should just, quote, let bygones be bygones and you should try to reach out because, you know, you'll never have a chance again and you should try to at least have some kind of closure, some kind of contact, some something along those lines, because, quote unquote, you'll, quote, feel better about it. That's maybe the conventional advice. Then there's the other side, the other school of thought on this, which says, you know, very little, if any good, is going to come out of that. And there are consequences for people's behavior and decisions that they make. And some of those consequences are irretrievable. Sometimes a relationship can be irretrievably broken where you simply can't go back. You just can't just pretend that things never happened. And that you're better off not having any contact. All right. So those are the two general schools of thought. Now, my thinking is this. My thinking is this. Whatever decision that you make, sir, whatever decision you make, it should be based on what you want to do. It should be based on what you want to do, not what other people want you to do. Remember, your relationship with your father or lack of a relationship, that's your business. That's not for your brother to determine. It's not for your mother to determine. It's not for your aunts, your uncles, your friends, your cousin Ernie in Montana. Nobody. It's your decision. It's your decision. It's your life. It's your father. You decide. And nobody else, no other uh, bystander or innocent goody-two-shoes has any right to unsolicited, uh, with, provide unsolicited advice as to how you should handle your relationship. You know why? Because nobody walks in your shoes. Nobody knows. Nobody knows except you the pain that you had to endure. Okay? If this, if this ex-father, if this father of yours has been in and out of prisons and, and, and uh, uh, mental treatment, obviously there's some serious issues. There's criminal issues. There's drug issues. Mental, you know, a mixture of mental health, criminal and drug issues, my guess. Serious stuff. Okay? Whatever reason. He chose... He chose not to get his life together. He chose to abandon his family. And there's enough misery in the world without uh, people adding to it with their own misbehavior. 
So I have very, very, very little sympathy up to a you know, up to a certain point for for that type of lifestyle. Very little sympathy. But the bottom line is, it's your decision, and nobody knows what it was like except you and maybe your brother to sleep on those bare floors, to have to live in fear of what someone might do to you when you're nine years old, or what someone is going to might do to you when you're seven or eight. Nobody knows what that's like. No one knows what it's like to, to, to lie awake at night and listen to your mother sob in the next room because bad things are happening. Where were they? Where were those people when that was going down? Where were the relatives then? Where were your friends then? Exactly. They don't have a fucking clue is right. That's, that's, the, that's the reality. So their advice, while maybe being very well-intentioned is not relevant to your situation. Only you can decide. So whatever decision you make, whatever decision you make, sir, should be based on what you can live with, what you feel comfortable with. And along those lines, let me say some other things. You know, Sometimes there's a certain point in, in all relationships beyond which you just can't go back. You just can't go back. And when certain things are done, when certain things are said, when certain behavior patterns become so habitual that they cannot be extricated from the persona of the person, then you know that the relationship is irretrievably broken. And let me say something else. You know, hatred is underrated. Sometimes, sometimes it's good to hold within you a certain well of resentment against the abuses that you've suffered when you were a child, because that can many ways can motivate you to great things. Now, you have to be careful with this because it can very easily, and I've written about this, it can very easily become an all-consuming poison. It can very easily turn into a toxic, self-destructive obsession. But if you look at the lives of all the great men in history, many of them were motivated by very dark impulses. Many of them were driven by seething senses of grievance, by uh, awareness of abuses they had suffered, humiliations, degradations they had suffered as young men and boys. And I'm going to say that there's nothing wrong with that. Hold on to your angst. Hold on to your hatred up to a point because it in many ways can be the driving force behind the achievement of great things as long as it doesn't go too far. That's the, that's the operative phrase there because what's going to happen is people are going to take my words out of context and think that I'm endorsing uh, you know, being a, a hate-filled lunatic. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is sometimes it's good to have a little bit of angst. You know, there's a scene in the movie, you can go watch it if, you, if you're interested. There's a scene in the movie Heat. And I, you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I really like certain relevant movie quotes at certain points. But there's a scene in the movie Heat where Al Pacino was talking to his ex, his third wife. He's on the downslope of his third marriage. And he's saying, you know, I... Um, uh, I don't want to explain all the pain that I have. Sometimes it's good to hold on to your angst. It keeps me sharp. You know, it keeps me on my toes. 
where I need to be out there on the street. And of course, that's a little bit of dramatic hyperbole, but the point is well taken. The point is well taken. Sometimes you have to feed off your obsessions. You have to hold on to them. You have to channel them and direct them in positive ways. Again, as long as you channel it and direct it in positive ways. And maybe this bad experience you had, the fact that you did not have a legitimate father figure, will, will make you a better man. Maybe you'll have a son someday and you will go out of your way to provide the environment for him that you never had growing up. Maybe you'll do that. Or maybe you will use this abuse and neglect as an impetus for achieving great things in whatever field of endeavor you decide to pursue in life. So there can be a positive side to this. And if you look at, again, if, 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 you, look at, uh, if you look at the great men of history, they, most of them were not normal men. They were driven by very, very dark motivations in many cases or I, I would say psychological wounds, which I think are, are um, in some ways are needed. Because if you're going through life too blissfully comfortable and unaware, and when you have everything provided for you, what are you going to be? What are you going to be? You're going to be a do-nothing. You're going to be a less than tough individual. So... You know, this is a very tough call. This is this is this is this is a very tough question. You know, I I don't I don't uh, you know I I don't uh, I don't presume to have all the answers. But what I do think, I'm, the, the the principles. I think if I lay them out, I think it'll help you make your own decision. So so number one, I I, I say make your own decision, you know, make your own decision after your own soul searching, and don't do it, you know, where, no matter what you decide to do. Do it for yourself. Remember, you don't owe your father anything. You don't owe him anything. He made it very clear many, many years ago that he was not interested in being part of your life. He made that very clear. And now to assuage his own conscience, to, to soothe his own tormented psyche, he wants, to, he wants to try to manipulate you back in his life after, you know, when, he has a, when, he, when he's, he's on his deathbed. Man, that's that's a that's a tough that's a tough sell. That's a very tough sell, at least for me. But you know, no matter what you decide to do, don't do it. If you do decide to meet him and to say goodbye or whatever you decide to do, don't do it for his sake. Do it for yourself. You know that I think will help you to make your do it for yourself. If you're going to do it, and I'm I'm not saying you should, and I'm not saying you should not. I'm going to leave that decision up to you. But if you don't, if you don't do it, realize there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong. If, if you say to yourself, you know what, I've thought about this and I just don't think it's good for me. I don't think it's good for my, my, uh, my mental well-being right now. I don't want to deal with it. That's okay. I'm going to tell you that's okay, regardless of what your friends or family might say. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there are many uh, great men who broke off contact with their parents uh, and went on to achieve great things. I, you know, I just finished uh, earlier this year reading a good biography of Abraham Lincoln, and when he left, uh, he he and his father didn't get along at all, and he really didn't have any contact with him after he left. Um, you know, after essentially after he left home, I think in his in his teenage years, and he went off on his own, and he certainly didn't did not even attend his father's funeral. 
He did not even attend his father's funeral. So, so I'm not again. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm saying that's what worked for him. That's what he needed. You know, there was no love there. There was no love, and you know, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with you if you decide to go that route. Okay, but if you do decide to go that route, do it for yourself. If you don't decide to go that route, if you do decide to go visit him, if you do decide to have contact with him, again, that decision should be based on your own, your own desires, not what's best for him, what's best for you. And there are always going to be people that are going to say, well, you know, if you had, if you had done that, you would... Uh, you know, if you don't do it, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life and you're not going to, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I think you should do, you should make your decision not on what you think you're going to be thinking years down the road, but on where you are right now. And as long as you can, as long as you can base your decision on how you're feeling now, and if it's a decision made based on an awareness of all the factors, a, a rational consideration of all your memories and your true feelings, then uh, then there's nothing wrong with it. And you will not regret that decision. You will not regret that decision because you'll, you'll say to yourself, you know what? Uh, you'll say to yourself, when I was in my late 20s, I had a chance to reestablish contact with my dying abusive father and I decided not to. And I did it because I, I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't ready to do that and I didn't want to, I had no desire to do that. It was not, it would, again, you don't have to justify your decision to anyone. Again, nobody, like, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, which is you don't have to justify your decision to anyone. Only you know what it was like to grow up in that household. Only you. And every man has to make his own decisions in life based on what his criteria are. So that's the outlines of my thoughts on your question. So I'm going to leave it up to you to make the decision, but I hope what you can do is factor into your decision-making process some of these principles and some of these ideas that I've talked about. And let, let me just recap them. Number one, only you walk in your shoes. Only you know what it was like growing up in that household. Only you know what it was like to be there. Number two, no one has any right to put any pressure on you to make a decision one way or another. Any decision that you make should be based on your best interests, not on your father's best interests, but your best interests. Number three, there's nothing wrong with holding on to a little bit of angst, resentment, or hatred, whatever you want to call it. It can be a very powerful motivator. Um, and, you know, you know, number four, there's nothing evil, there's nothing wrong with wanting to break off contact with people that you simply uh, don't provide anything positive in your life. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. So it's a tough decision, man. This is a really tough decision. And I think you should clear your head. I think you should think about this very carefully. And I think you should make your decision based, again, on what your best interests are with a weighing, a comparative weighing of the other factors that I have enumerated here in this podcast. 
So I hope you'll do that. I hope you'll do that. And if you do have any follow-up questions, certainly feel free to, to email me. I hope I've provided some form of service here. Um, so that will wrap up our podcast here for today. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.